Simplified Chaos, episode 58. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Friends, welcome to another episode of Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Hope you all are having a great day. We have another special episode here for you today. Uh, But first, we're coming live from our newly renovated studio here, (laughs) meaning we just switched (laughs) up our room, so this is a little bit different of a setup that we got going on. We did a bedroom refresh, meaning that we changed things around, but didn't spend any money. We didn't spend squat on this. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. We got rid of our bed frame, which gave us a little bit more room. We changed the room layout a little bit. We now have a very comfortable space here for us to to do this podcast. It feels, I think, 10% cozier than it did before. Yeah. But enough about our new studio here. <laughs> yeah. We've got a very special episode here for you today because today is our second interview. And this one was extra special because we traveled to St. Louis. This was the first travel episode, which was phenomenal. Yes, it was. And this one's going to be a little bit different because it was Jill and our guest, who she'll talk about in just a few seconds here. But... It is an amazing interview. I heard it. I edited it, which didn't really require any editing whatsoever. But y'all are going to have your socks knocked off. It's really good. Yes, it is such a gem. And I feel so grateful that Michelle was just so kind enough to be like, yes, I will meet you, even though you're a total stranger and I will talk with you. (laughs) This is awesome. Yes. But yeah, so to give you a little bit about what this episode is all about, Michelle Knight is a wife, mama, and an entrepreneur. She shares her incredible story of how she left her nine to five job to pursue her dream of being able to help women entrepreneurs around the globe and the freedom to travel and spend time with her phenomenal husband, Ben, and her adorable son, Cal. She dives deep into the struggles and trauma she faced along the way and how it made her into the incredible, empowering human being she is today. She also shares what her typical day looks like, the incredible support system she has, and the habits she's currently doing to be the best version of herself. This episode is fucking everything, guys, and so much more, so please don't go anywhere. Keep listening. You're going to want to hear every minute of it. It is so inspiring. So sit back, relax, enjoy, or keep your eyes on the road, (laughs) and here we go. Enjoy, guys. Hey, everybody. We just want to welcome uh, Michelle Knight to the podcast, and this is a solo podcast today. I'm not with my husband, but I do have a friend here, and I am so, so pumped to talk to you about all the things and your story and your journey, Um, but before we dive into that, we do a gratitude segment where we just share one thing we're grateful for. That's how we like to start every show. So uh, I guess I'll let you start first. Is there anything in particular that you're super grateful for today? Ooh, I'm, I, yes. <laughs> I think, and I was thinking about this because I know that this is part of the, the segment and I was like, but it's gonna be so different the day that I wake up. Like, what am I feeling grateful for? Um, I think what I am so grateful for 
uh, right now is definitely my husband. Like, mm. he's just so supportive. I know we'll talk about, like, a behind the scenes of life and, and all of that, but he's just such a great support system, and he's such a great influence on our son. So I'm just constantly mm. in awe of of him and his his being. <laughs> so <laughs> super, he is. Yeah, so super grateful for that today. Uh, Nick, I'm grateful for you too, but <laughs> I don't want to steal her, her gratitude segment, so I... We are in Missouri recording, and I'm grateful for the walkability of this Airbnb that you led us to, and because uh, Lucille and I went for a nice walk in tons of puddles, she got completely obliterated with water and very wet, and she even fell, but it was awesome and epic, and Nick got to do his thing inside and set up for the podcast, but I was just so grateful that we could walk there and not have to worry about driving or, you know, it just seems like a really safe, cozy little neighborhood, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love that you say that because this is obviously our neighborhood that we lived in for so long and we felt the exact same way about it. And we always tell people when you're coming to St. Louis, come to Tower Grove, (laughs) be in this area. It's amazing. You're so right. So I'm glad that we listened to you and came here. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm so eager to hear all the things. And I know your story is on your website and I know we'll let you share all that fun stuff on how people can get in touch with you. And I read it, but I just wanted to hear it from you. And I was just in awe. I mean, I was happy. I was sad. I was crying. Like, it's just, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, But I just want you to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got where you are today and everything that led up to it. You know, the highs, the lows, the beautiful things, the ugly things, you know, all of it. And uh, I'm just going to let you just tell it how you want. <laughs> okay, cool. So this will be a two hour podcast. I'm just Sweet. <laughs> Nick said we have two hours. So okay. I am like all game. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So uh, first off, thank you so much for having me and for coming to St. Louis. I think what you guys are doing is so cool. When you reached out to me on Instagram and you mentioned that you were traveling to meet people and have these connections and these conversations, I was like, these are our people. And <laughs> we talked for like 20 minutes before we started recording. And yes. we, I feel like we love could it. like hang out for like <laughs> weeks at a time and be like really good friends. So thank you so much for coming here. Um, So yeah, so my name is Michelle Knight, obviously, and I am a branding consultant and marketing strategist, but I have not been that my entire life. Um, So taking it back, I actually believe my journey started um, I was your typical like high school, you know, girl. I was valedict. Absolute. I wasn't valedictorian. Shout I was gonna out. say, damn. Shout out to like whoopsies. Like <laughs> I was salutatorian. I'm not bitter about it at all. Um, I was salutatorian. <laughs> um, I was in all the clubs. I was doing all the things. I would be your like token perfectionist, and hmm. that seemed really normal for me for a really long time. And then my senior year, despite having put in all the time and the energy and the work to get accepted to college, I actually turned it all down and told my parents that I was moving to California. Mm. And basically everyone was like, this girl has gone off the deep end. Like she's lost her mind. And I always say that's kind of where my story began because I was I think that was the first time that I went against the expectations that were laid out in front of me by other people. Can I ask you like what made you decide to shut, like to, to not go to college? Like what was it that spoke to you to pivot and do something completely different than everyone else was wanting you to do? Yeah. So I actually wanted to go to school for musical theater. Okay. That had always been a passion of mine. I'd been in theater since I was like two years old oh, and wow. loved it and really wanted to go to school for that. But I went 
in April, I had been having a really hard time my senior year, really struggling with depression, uh, battling anxiety and perfectionism. And I had gone to California for a dance um, workshop with my dance studio in April. And there were auditions to be part of this performing arts group. And I auditioned on a whim and got accepted. And I literally called my mom that night and I was like, I got in and I'm moving to California. And I was 17. Wow. (laughs) And she was like, uh, no, you're not. Like, I don't know. <laughs> My what you're mom would ta- freaked out too. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it was really just a feeling that I didn't belong in school. I didn't mm. belong at this stage of my life doing those things that I needed to explore this other opportunity of being on my own and and being around people who didn't know me. I think that was a big huh. part for me yeah. is I had an identity that I definitely contributed to, um, but had also been kind of laid out for me by my teachers and peers and what people thought of me as a person. And I got to start over in a way. And at 17, that, uh, you know, flight or fight mode was in full flight mode. And I was like, (laughs) peace out. So (laughs) after some major convincing, my parents were like, okay, fine. And uh, they moved me out to California. That's crazy how supportive they were, even though they were like, didn't want it, but they said... Oh yeah. How much trust they had in you that like, you knew what you were doing and the whole gut feeling when you said that, I was like, I feel like everything in life, there's a feeling behind it and it's whether you listen to it or not determines like how your life is going to turn out. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So you're in California and you're doing... Were you traveling at all? At the time, we were all living in apartment, like all, they were called new kids. So all of us were there. We were technically going to school. It wasn't accredited at the time. I think it's actually an accredited college now. But um, we would do workshops around um, music performance. You know, you could take piano classes. You learned, you know, dancing, singing, all of these different things. And we all lived in these apartments. So I worked at Chick-fil-A. Uh, with all my roommates and we had one car and I had never met them before. It was crazy. I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'd walk to the bus, like take the bus to Chick-fil-A at five in the morning. We all worked there because we got a meal a day for a dollar. And so we all got a really good meal every single day. And then we were living off like pasta and cereal (laughs) because we were in California. Um, So yeah, so we would take classes and we would all just hang out. And it was such an amazing experience. And then after a year, you got to audition to go on a tour. And um, my very first tour, I went to Germany. And so I was in Germany for four months. And you basically brought a suitcase and you were on a bus and you traveled every three days and lived with uh, these like host families and you went into their kids' schools and you taught them a whole routine of music and dance in three days and then they performed it on the last day. That's crazy. Yeah. So we would do that every like three days for four months. And um, was that your first time abroad too? It was not actually. I went when I was seven to visit my family um, in Brussels. My grandmother actually traded in her first class ticket for two coach tickets. They bought her first class tickets for Christmas and she's like, you're coming with me. So she kind of planted that seed of travel. And then my senior year, I went over to France uh, as well. And so, but this was my first time without like as an adult. I mean, I was like 18, 19 at the time living over there. And um, it was amazing. And it was very eye opening as well to just go into these schools and, and work with kids. I realized that I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> it's like, very challenging. This is not my life. <laughs> I understand why. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so so it was amazing. And I did that for about a year. And then um, I was I was kind of done. I didn't really enjoy the teaching component of yeah. it. I really wanted to perform more. And so then I moved to Chicago and started going to school for theater. 
and I was in school there. And then my entire world turned upside down and my brother was actually diagnosed with cancer. And so this is the part of the story that, you know, people are always like, that's when I was crying, you know, because (laughs) it was complete, it was completely out of the blue. Um, We didn't expect it. He was um, 18, well, 17 when he was technically diagnosed, he turned 18 a couple weeks later. And, um, and I moved home immediately. I withdrew from school and uh, packed all my stuff up, got on a, a train and I was home within like a matter of days. I was like, oh, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, and my brother and I were super close. So this was a really, really big shock. It, looking back, I think I always knew that he uh, he wasn't going to make it. I think he always knew he wasn't going to make it. And so being home and being present and not wasting any freaking time was like really, really important. Yeah. And um, and he battled it for about a year. And then he, he lost his battle at, at 19 um, and he passed away in, in May of, I get so the years fast. wrong, so past 2000, 2009. And, uh, and that is, I think, I always say these transitions in my life. And that was definitely a huge transition. I mean, obviously losing someone, but I also realized that, like, I did not like the way that I was living. You know, I had been, um, kind of running from things for a really long time, running to California, running abroad, mm. leaving that group, running to Chicago. And um, and I also like did not respect myself in any way, shape or form. You know, I was like, I had really bad habits. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was making really poor life decisions. And my brother lived a very um, quality over quantity life. I mean, this was even before he was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. And I had a moment uh, where I was like, you know what, like, how, what's the best way to honor somebody if when they pass away? And I was like, it's not to waste your life. It's not to do stupid shit. <laughs> and like, yeah. and, and, and I seriously had a moment where I was like, because if I'm going to keep living the way that I'm living, we should have switched spots. Like, there's no point for me to keep doing the things that I'm doing. And I basically just made a promise, you know, that I wasn't going to to take any day for granted anymore. And I, I shifted in that moment. Like, I think there are real moments in your life where everything, a decision is made, a conversation is had, a feeling, you know, a gut feeling. And that was one of those moments for me. And it's actually recorded on camera because I was in an interview, (laughs) which is really Really? beautiful because I was being interviewed by a nonprofit that he loved and they were having a fundraiser the same weekend that he passed away. And I, um, they were interviewing me just about like, you know, him and yeah. all of that. Cause he had been on TV for some insurance stuff. And I remember saying that on camera and it was like in that moment that I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Like, this is it. This is it, Michelle. Like you're not turning back. And, yeah. and that put in motion everything else, you know, but that was, that was a huge, a huge turning point for me. And it's, it's crazy that sometimes I feel the same way. Like I don't feel like it was nearly like your moment, but I had so much struggle during just trying to get pregnant. I know I, there's not even a comparison, but I feel like you have to be in some seep, sh- seep shit, <laughs> some deep shit sometimes. And it's really hard. And it it's so easy, I think, to look down and go spiral, spiral down. But it's like you saw this light and you decided to change what that that lesson was for you instead of like that circumstance defining who you were. It's like, this is actually going to motivate me to up level or whatever that looks like just to to be fucking happy. And I, it's, I kind of wanted Nick to 
to be here, but he's not since he's watching Lucille. But so his brother passed away at a very young age too. Mm. And he was even reflecting that. I think that's crazy how like she decided to change for the better and he didn't take it that way. He just kind of spiraled and did other choices that were actually less healthy for him. So seeing how you reacted and how he reacted, he was just reflecting a lot because it took him a lot longer. It wasn't at that moment. It was like several moments and years later. So it's just... It's crazy to hear the story of just how right then and there, that's when you did it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you uh, five years later or something else happened. It was like, and you said speaking it out loud. And I think there's something to that um, when you were saying you're in an interview about speaking the words out loud. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're committed to that. Like if you say you're going to do something automatically, it's like you're signing a contract to yourself. Like this has to happen because I'm speaking it out loud. It's, I think there's power in speech and just writing. Absolutely. Like, I know for like goal setting or something like that, but there's power in just writing it down. It just kind of makes a promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, oh my God. Yes. I was crying. When, I, I feel like I'm getting myself together now and I'm trying to <laughs> not be a wreck on here, but I, I just think that's so powerful that what you did, I, I truly do. Thank you. I, I don't know if I could have done the same cause I'm very close with my sister. And if that would have happened, I, I don't know what, it's just amazing. Like, is there anything in your life besides that moment? Like, it seemed like your brother had such a huge impact on you, the mm-hmm. way he was living. Isn't it crazy how someone younger than you can just teach you so many things? It, it, it's nuts. And I, I, it's so easy to reflect now. Like, you miss it when you're, like, growing up and your siblings in the house, you know. But yeah. now I'll reflect and I was like, he has been teaching me things. For, like, my brother used to meditate. And, and we're going to get into Ben, my husband, and how they're connected. But yeah. um, my brother and Ben have been friends since preschool. And my husband, Ben, and they used to meditate and like, you know, do like my brother used to write poetry and like he was just an old soul. He was just mm. like he was here for a purpose. Yeah. And then that purpose was fulfilled. And, you know, I think he touched a lot of lives, but he completely changed mine. And like where I am today, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be there had things turned out differently. And that's actually a really hard thing to talk about and is something that I am like wanting to share more and more that like beautiful things can come from grief and beautiful things can come from trauma and yeah. it doesn't make it less traumatic. It doesn't like it make it less sad, but you can honor that like your life that you're living now, like I'm grateful for everything that has happened in my life, even the horrible things. Cause like my son would not be here today. I had no desire to be a mother, like, <laughs> you know? And so like all of these things that have unfolded because of, you know, what has happened in my life. And then the decisions that I made along the way, because like you mentioned, it can be really easy. And I've had, mm-hmm. you know, it's a community that you don't want to be a part of, of people who lose their children and lose their siblings or their friends. And, but yeah. you are once you, you know, it happens to you. And I've unfortunately seen a lot of people who have spiraled down, you know, and I'm so glad that, you know, Nick, you know, found his way out, which is so beautiful. Some people don't, and it takes a really long time. And my, my hope is that my story is, gives people some light at the end of the tunnel, even if they're going through something traumatic and it doesn't have to be a loss. Trauma is trauma. Yes. And I truly believe that. And I think we need to stop shaming people for having trauma that isn't like ours. It's like no one, I'm sorry, but no one's person's trauma is worse than another person's trauma is trauma. And my mom and I have this conversation, like she lost her son and now as a mother, I'm like, I can't even wrap my head around that, but I lost my brother and my best friend, you know? And so it's like, this isn't a comparison game. Yeah. <laughs> what you feel is what you feel and you need to honor that. And then, you know, you, you, you need, 
to make a choice if you if you want something better, if you feel called for something better. And it's not easy. I mean, that was 10 years ago. I'm still working on this. <laughs> but, you know, in that moment. So holy cow. All right. So yeah. <laughs> and then you meet your husband after you make. So you made the decision. And then were you still working full time at the time where like you decided to to change anything? I don't want to yeah. skip any parts. No, totally. So uh, I was bartending. Okay. I was a waitress at the time. I was in school. Uh, and and again, I, I had known Ben since preschool. So okay. Ben was always around growing up. My parents were his like soccer and basketball coaches. So I had known him forever. He's actually the first person I had to call after my brother passed away to like tell him what had happened, which again, looking back is like, Wow. Yeah. You know, he, and, and this is the first time I've ever shared this on a podcast. <laughs> um, he was actually the person at my brother's funeral who I hugged that I like finally let go and was just like, like he felt so familiar and like what I needed in that moment. So over the next couple of months after my brother passed away, we had seen each other a couple times and then we were at a wedding in October and I was like, oh crap, I love this guy. Like again, it was just like another moment. Oh my gosh. And I think by this time in my life, I had like, I know to pay attention to these moments, Mm -hmm. you know, because I had been doing it since that very first, you know, phone call with my parents to be like, I'm moving to California. And, uh, and I was like, oh, should I tell him? I'm like texting my friends who know him. I'm like, what do I do? This is horrible. (laughs) This is not good. So I devised a way for us to go to, um, uh, Columbia, Missouri and drive together. And then we started dating that weekend. So we started dating. Yeah, I know. I'm so good. Uh, (laughs) we started dating about, uh, six months after my brother passed away. And, uh, and then shortly later we were like, all right, we're going all in on this. We kind of knew we were going to be either together forever or one of us had to move away because our moms were friends and like everyone was friends. And so we moved to Chicago. So again, we were like, we just need to go somewhere and figure ourselves out. And in Chicago, we did. We like really found who we were as people and, um, and we lived there and then and moved home. And that's when I started working full time. That's when we started doing the like, we're married now. Let's do the things you're supposed to do. You know, let's buy a house and, you know, have jobs that have health insurance. <laughs> like, I know, isn't it? Just all those things. That story that we keep hearing. I know. And, and we, we really loved our life. Like we had yeah. been doing a lot of, you know, work. It had been beautiful to go through this, um, this period of grieving with someone who knew my brother. And I was that, just going to say, what did that, like, what did that look like? I guess it, there's some kind of, I guess, happiness in it too, that you have someone to share that with and the memories with. And It's amazing. And yeah. I'll sometimes be like, oh, there was this one time. And he's like, no, I was there. And I was like, oh, right. You were there when, that, <laughs> when we were 10. And he's like, I was there when oh that happened. Goodness. And so it, it just made, it made it easier for us to connect. I, I don't know what it would be like. I'm fortunate that I don't have to figure that out, but to, to meet someone and explain who my brother was and try to like, yeah explain the role that he had in my life he just knew and so it was like okay great like I don't need to go through these details and I think that allowed us to grow closer together you know quicker than than anything else and uh and yeah so we started doing the thing and then we got pregnant and then life again was like hey Michelle you should not be doing this Um, I had a really hard post. We would talk a little bit about pregnancy and stuff. We, we were very fortunate in that we didn't have a hard time getting pregnant. Um, but I had a very difficult postpartum and I think it just goes back to a lot of trauma around perfectionism and vulnerability and being in control of things, which is something that I, up to this point had been pretty good at being in control of things. And then you have a baby and you're like, oh, I'm in control of nothing. (laughs) Pretty much. Absolutely nothing. Like my body is not, I'm not in control of what's happening with my body. Like, 
And and I had a really, really difficult time. But it was through that another through another moment of, you know, kind of loss. I lost a part of my identity and like who I thought I was, uh, who I am now, like was born. And my husband is so good with like words. And he's like, you know, through Cal's birth, you were you you know, had your own rebirth. And I'm like, oh, look at you. You're so, it's so poetic. True, it's, so, <laughs> it's so true. And so from that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go back to the job that I love. I would rather just start my own business. And so I spent uh, about six months working full time and building my online business. And I had never had one before. And I always say I built it with a baby on my back, like Cal and the Lily, you know, typing, literally, really, literally <laughs> uh, on my back and uh, and built my business and left my nine to five about uh, nine months after Cal was born. Holy cow. And that's yeah. the part where I'm so, and I, I'm sure our listeners are intrigued too, but that's like that, that turning period where like, so you were working pretty much side hustling on the side, trying yeah. to make it work. So like, what did your life look like then? Like, did you, I guess you had to. I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, subtract some things out of your oh, life. Yeah. I know there's probably a better vocabulary word for that, but I'm just trying to losing word choice here. Um, but you had to, I guess, replace things with that. And totally. Like social life, like yeah, traveling. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have a social so you life. So you made like these huge... I guess these little sacrifices mm-hmm. along the way, knowing that this is what you truly wanted. Totally. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it wasn't really hard for me because I think I always knew like exactly where I was going. It was very clear in my mind why we were doing this. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, Ben and I, this is the life we live now, but we even said, okay, well, we're going to build this business up. And he has always had so much faith in me. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, for his wife in postpartum crying on the couch, trying to breastfeed to be like, Hey, I don't want to go back to work. And him be like, Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Because yeah. we were a two-income family. We're not a, a one-in. Like, I couldn't just, like, peace out. Like, we had to figure this out financially as well. Yeah. And he was so supportive every single step of the way. Um, but we would sit there and talk, and I was like, I'm going to build this business to a point where you can leave your job. Like, I'm going to make it. And he was like, all right. So we always had the end in sight. And so for me, it was like, if I couldn't hang out with my friends or I was pulling a, an all-nighter, I was, I was like, this is a season. This is a season of my life that is going to get me to like where I see myself going. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has really been my secret. Like I, I always look at things as being super temporary. They're not permanent. Like nothing in life is permanent. And so I am always like, okay, this is a season. If I can get through this season, make sure I'm still taking care of myself, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, I might have worked till 12, you know, one in the morning and then woke up in the middle of the night to breastfeed and then I was up ready to go to work, you know, the next day. But I was like listening to podcasts and reading, listening to books in the car. And on my lunch break, I'd watch webinars and I'd be like building out sales pages and like wow. all of these things, like full hustle mode. And so making those decisions of like, is this what I need in this season? You know, and yeah. I lost friendships along the way, but the people who are still with me today are my freaking rocks. And yeah. they were like, well, we didn't hear from you for like six months, but <laughs> we know that you're busy and it's totally fine. And and we still go through that now, like that ebb and flow. And so uh, I think you find through your process when you start to really prioritize the things that are super important to you, the people who respect you and love you get it. Yeah. They will get it. And the people who don't, that's their own crap that they're trying to worry about. You know, they don't, they don't understand how you could, you know, dedicate all of this time to doing this and like not show up for like a family function or something. Yeah. You know, and it's like you have to make priorities and you have to yes. set really strong boundaries. 
and we've gone through the same process just by doing things a little differently and living our life with, and it sounds like you were truly intentional with like every hour of your day. Oh yeah. Uh, just in I'm order crazy. to build a business. And <laughs> no, but I feel like we're doing that too. Like we see our time. It's like, we're not getting this back, you know? So we have to be super fucking intentional with how we plan our day. And that whole people pleasing mindset that mm. we were born to have, like, well, what are they going to think? And it's like, it's out the window for me now. Like we are so confident in how we're living our life and it may be completely weird to other people but it sounds like you were you were at that stage where you're like I know what I'm doing I am the expert at me and you're either coming along for the ride or not and I think that's hard for people to let go of just you know I feel like I'm hurting people's feelings but Mm. the people like you said the rocks they're gonna be there the whole time whether you see them or not like it it's one of those things where you meet people and you may not see them for a year and you just you pick up where you started because they know what you're doing is making you fucking happy and you're doing what's best for you and your family so that just speaks like I feel like Nick and I are on the right path based on what you're saying because we're I don't know if I we're gonna build or you know you're doing an amazing job building your business but we are kind of in that weird limbo stage where I'm trying to decide if I should pivot with teaching mm-hmm. or just because we want more flexibility with Lucille but I mean I'm just in awe at what you, like at seasons of life like we talk about that too I think that's such a great advice for people that are in a part of their life where it's just really challenging, but they know they're working hard for something that they want. And, you know, that maybe they don't see the end in sight, but just knowing that there's, there's going to be a final pro not a product, but like the process isn't going to last the whole time. Totally. And yeah. I think there's something really beautiful about the whole seasonal thing is like you, you're, Seasons are happening around us all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like fall is not permanent. Summer is not permanent. Like so let's true. literally think about this. <laughs> like the season that you're going through isn't necessarily permanent. And I think a lot of it is mindset. I mean, not a lot of it. All of it is mindset. Yes. Like, I'm a huge strategic person. Like, I can sit down and tell you how to map out your entire year and break it all down into goals. And it's like, I love that. But if you don't believe that, <laughs> yeah. And you're not changing your daily habits to get you there, it's not going to happen. You can put as many goals on the wall as you want, but if you're not taking daily action to get there, and that isn't just like, I'm going to read a book 15 minutes every day. It's like, what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying about time? Like, I really had to switch my focus. I stopped myself from saying, and I'll catch myself once every couple months now, saying, I don't have time for that. I do have time for that. I'm choosing not to use my time on that. And that is a huge mindset shift and I teach my clients all the time I'm like stop saying you don't have time you have the same time as Oprah has the same time as (laughs) I have the same time you know and and we it's how we're choosing to use our time and how you choose to use your time is your choice so choose it like use choose it wisely and I think that really comes from my brother as well it's just the the bigger picture of time is like you've got so much time on this earth like don't you want to be using it in a way that makes you feel good and you're happy and joyful. And if you have kids, great, like using it with your kids, if it's your spouse, if you you don't have either of those things, like travel the world by yourself, like you have, time is limited. And I think we really need to start like looking at the time, our time, like as like we get to control it. I mean, we get to control how we're showing up every single day and, and, um, and that's been really powerful for me. So just even that mindset shift of saying, I don't have time because yeah. I do have time. I just don't want to go to that thing that you're inviting me to. <laughs> yes. And I like how you say that. It, I still say it sometimes because I feel like sometimes people think, oh, they have all their shit together. Like, no wonder they're doing so well. But we we all don't. Mm-mm. Like, secretly, we all really don't know what we're doing. We're all figuring life out. Like, we have a direction, I think. I think everyone has a purpose. It's Mm -hmm. just listening to that inner purpose and going towards that and running to it. 
But I love that you say, because I always talk about that. I always say we're practicing to practice makes progress because I feel like I'm never going to be all there and I need that mindset or else I'm just going to be stagnant. Like I can't do it. It's too hard. Like they have it together. I'm never going to be that person. But really like we're constantly all making mistakes. We're constantly needing reminders. Like we can't. And I, I mean, for me in my home, like someone, people come in and like, why do you have so many happy quotes? Like, I don't understand. It's like, cause I need that reminder because I can easily slip down that mm-hmm. slope where I'm back to using that same verbiage. Like I don't have time or I have to do this instead of I'm able to do this. Mm-hmm. So I love that you just admit that it's, it's ne- like, you're never going to be a hundred percent at doing the perfect thing all the time. <laughs> totally. And it's, it's a pr- process yes. and it, we are, we are, um, affected greatly by what we see on social media, which 90% of the time is a highlight reel. And that's why I really try to do my role as an influencer online to be super transparent with my audience. I might not share it in the thick of it because I'm processing and trying to get through that, but you bet six months later, I'm going to share like what I went through or how that affected me. Because I think the more that we can share those moments when we're not appearing perfect, yeah. The, the more we give permission to other people to like go through their seasons with grace rather than feeling like, oh, I'm not that person. I just have to stop everything I'm doing. Like I'll never be there. Yeah. And, and it's so powerful to surround yourself again. Like, like you said, your happy quotes and surround yourself with people who get it. Like yes. I'm so lucky to have been, and I do not take that for granted. Like having a spouse, some of my clients and my friends don't have that. Find your people, find your rock, meet people online, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Social media should actually be a place for us to build relationships. um, And we forget that all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm one of those people, I get DMs all the time because of my business. And I respond to every single one. But like, it took me like a month to get back to you, but I got back to you. That's fine. I'm just (laughs) glad you did because I feel like I'm doing that. I'm running to social media for the purpose of connecting to like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't have people that that are like-minded like me. It's just that I want to meet more of them. And just find out like what is what are they doing that's make them so fucking happy and just feel fulfilling the purpose that they are called to and that may look so different than what we're doing and again we're here in Missouri we bought plane tickets and some people didn't get it like I don't understand is this are you getting money back from it I'm like no we don't have a business we we just we want to meet people and they're like interesting or, and can you're you write traveling. that off your taxes like it's oh I so, know oh the tax thing oh, and God. it's just <laughs> yeah it's just funny the story we tell ourselves we're grown up hearing we grow up hearing and it's I love that you were just creating what you want and you're not giving a shit of the people who don't get it. Yeah. I mean, there had to be a point where we literally like, we don't give a shit. Like the people who matter most to us, Ben, Cal, yeah. and me, like we are, we are the people that matter most in our family. And obviously my parents are a huge part of that, but there's time when they don't get it either. Yeah. I mean, when we bought the trailer, I mean, I'm skipping ahead in the story, but when we bought the trailer... Oh man, that did not go over well with everybody. Like that was <laughs> Where not your home. I don't understand. <laughs> They're yeah. like, I don't get what you're doing, you know? And so I think another thing with that, and I'm so glad we're talking about social media, is that if your inner circle that you're in now and your family don't get it, there are people out there who do get it. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there living a life that you want to live. Start connecting with them. Start following them. Start surrounding yourself with them. Listen to their podcasts. Like you don't have to go buy a trailer and sell all your stuff tomorrow, <laughs> but you can start integrating this new way of living and ha- f- build your community online. Like we are so fortunate now that it doesn't have to be our neighbor or the kids that we went to high school with. So true. It gets to be people that live in a different country. Like one of my very best friends lives in Switzerland. And we met each other through building our businesses. Wow. And she has such a huge impact on my life. And I have such a huge impact. And we see each other once a year. 
you know, so it's like you if you really want this, if you really want to make a change, if you really want to escape those old stories and patterns, then surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. And I'm, I want to go in so many directions. Oh, I know. Um, Sorry. No, no. I want to, <laughs> it would be a perfect segue for me to ask this question, but I really want to hear their story about you deciding to sell your home mm. and what that looked like. Like what, cause I know like obviously Ben had to be on the same page with you yep. with that. And the fact that he was, and you guys are doing that together is just, it's so magical to hear partnerships that are just so in line. And I think, I, again, I am truly grateful for Nick cause I feel like when I'm, when I feel like I want to grow, like he's growing alongside yes. me. And I, it's that quote, like find, instead of finding someone to grow old with, find someone to grow alongside you. Mm. And I feel like you guys are doing that. So what did that look like when you were like, okay, so we need to make a change and you sold your house yeah. and you bought a, is it like a, a tra- camper? It's a like trailer. a travel trailer. Okay. So we tow it behind our truck. Okay. Yeah. So t- 2018 was a really, really hard year for us. I had lost my grandmother in the beginning of the year to cancer, although we didn't know it was cancer when she passed away. And then in um, September, we lost Ben's mother. Holy cow. Yeah, so she had had breast cancer when we got married, and then it came back, and it progressed very, very quickly. Like, she was diagnosed officially in July, and she passed away in September. And, you know, Ben and I have been through this before. We've lost, you know, a lot of people, but this was definitely a, a, a huge one, losing his mother. And, um, and he took a while from work. Like he took some time, no pay. And, and they were so amazing. He worked in retail. I mean, like, come on, they gave him like a couple weeks off. I was like, this company's amazing. Sorry, we're going to peace out now, but like <laughs> this company's amazing. Uh, but they gave him time off and, and he was home and he was getting ready to go back to work again. I remember this moment. Uh, and, and we're sitting on the couch and I was like, gosh, it's been so nice having you home, like to be with Cal. And then also for me, like, I can't wait till this is our dynamic what if you just didn't go back to work as like a joke? And he was like, well, if I was going to leave, I'd want to give him like two weeks to a month notice. And this is what I would say. And I was like, let's do Let's fucking do it. Yeah. And we have been drinking. We make a lot of really great decisions drinking wine. I, can I tell you how amazing? <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because Nick and I, we're not alcoholics, I swear. Yeah, but me neither. We'll have, we're like cocktail snobs because Nick's been learning. So at home, we podcast and drink cocktails. Okay. But so even good. on date nights, I find that the most, we get most creative when we're together. And we're just talking and one thing leads to another. And I'm like, what is it about a little bit of alcohol that just opens up something in the brain that just makes you make these crazy, amazing decisions? And then you, of course, we try to, we try to act on most of them. And some of them are probably a little too nuts, but I, I completely agree. It's like, cause it's your walls come down a little yes, bit. So you're like yes. more open to talk about things yes. and like. Ben and I went to Italy for our honeymoon, and so, like, sitting down and having, like, wine is, or, like, going to a brewery is, like, always our thing. And I always will have my phone out and, like, take notes, like, well, I hope we're doing this because we come up with, like, the best ideas. Yes. And... You sound so much like us. It's insane. It's, it's so, so funny. It's so funny. And I remember, and then he was like, I was like, but if we do it, we aren't going to be able to build a tiny home, which had always been kind of our idea. I was like, we'll have to do like an RV or a travel trailer because tiny homes are very expensive. They're like $90,000 if you want to build a nice one and they don't travel well. And I mean, that was on like a Sunday, I think. And then by Saturday, we bought a trailer. Wow. (laughs) But we didn't tell anyone. Like, I was like, let's just go look at trailers. Let's just go see what we want. And then we bought one and it was a lemon. 
And then we ended up trading that in. Uh, but it was great because had we not bought it so quickly, we would not have been like, okay, now I guess we're selling our house. Now I guess we're doing all this. And so, you know, we knew we wanted to bring Ben home and we knew we couldn't keep living the life that we were living financially in order to do that. So we were like, let's downsize and let's take this opportunity to travel. So we bought the trailer in October, like a couple weeks after his mom had passed away. We spent... Um, we immediately started talking to our realtor. We're like, okay, we're going to list in January. We um, started renovating this trailer. And and then in January, our house sold in like four days. <laughs> like someone had an offer within like days. Ben had planned on leaving his job in February. So we were like, okay, everything in this timeline has to work perfectly. We're <laughs> like, this is not going to be good. Like we can't have another house payment and like another, yeah. you know, like all those things. So uh, yeah, we got really lucky with that. And then we realized the trailer that we had had horrible damage. So we went, traded in brand new, bought a brand new trailer. And then we got hit the road in March. So it was in a matter of six months, we listed, sold everything, like tra- got rid of so much stuff, donated everything, downsized and, and started traveling. Isn't there something so freeing about just getting rid of stuff? Holy crap. <laughs> Ben's been telling me to do this since we started dating uh, because... I like a lot of things and I grew up in a household where like you always decorated and you know, yeah. you had all the stuff. My mom has like boxes of decorations downstairs. Yeah. She's like holding on to, <laughs> and he would always be like, we don't need this. And he'd like get rid of stuff. And when we were doing it, I was like, this is great. I was like, let's just get rid of all this stuff. We don't need it. And yeah. so we have our trailer and one closet at my parents' house. And those are all the belongings that we, and a baby grand in storage. Cause it's a oh, family heirloom that goes yeah. to my, my grandma's house. And that's it. That's all we own. And it's awesome. So you sold your house and then where did you guys travel to first? Like, or did you just, I'm guessing here. Is we like lived your, at this house that your Airbnb. Which is, <laughs> which is funny. Yes. I slept in that bed. <laughs> yeah, my friends run this Airbnb. So we lived here for a couple weeks okay. to just like still enjoy the neighborhood. And then we, my parents lived like 45 minutes away. So then we moved in with my parents and then uh, headed out in March. And we went south because we were like, ooh, it'll be warmer. And it snowed there. So it was not warmer. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> it turns out you can't predict or rely on the weather anymore. Yeah. Climate change. So we uh, we went south and, uh, and then we were heading to California because that's where Ben had family we love them we really wanted to spend time with them and we traveled way too much way too fast in the beginning really so we learned a lot of lessons last year was our first year and we were like okay a couple lessons we've learned we need at least five nights at every location because to like pack unpack it unhitch it live pack it back up drive and the west coast is like you have to drive like eight hours to get anywhere Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, a huge life lesson. We felt all over the place. Like I was, wasn't grounded and I need to be like really grounded. So a lot of things, like I told people we had to learn to live again, like living in a house and going to work, you know, and having two cars, like all these things that we were so used to. Yeah. Your, even your grocery store, like you take for granted a grocery store where you know where everything is. And like now I have to go to a new, I go to a new grocery store every week. (laughs) I'm like You're so fucking flexible. I, I love it. I'm like, luckily, Whole Foods is very similar at every <laughs> location, so I kind of know where I'm going. But it took a really long time because I 
I think I come off to people as being a very free-spirited person, and I am. But at my core, I really love structure mm-hmm. and and those and control and like having a plan. And so that was really, really hard. Uh, so the second half of the year on the East Coast, we really started staying places a week to two weeks, and that was just really beautiful. And so we're actually really excited to go back out because we feel like we have our groove thing yeah. now and have a better understanding of like how we need to function as a couple and as a family and like what Cal needs in, in terms of his routine and my business that had that were like, all right, let's go. Yes. Yeah. And I like that you talk about, I guess the things you didn't think about when you're on the road. Cause oh. I feel like when you see this picture, it's like, Oh, look at them. Like they're traveling the road. And I even say that, like, I'm so envious of their lifestyle, but you don't think of all the logistics that change in that structure at being at one spot and mm-hmm. having the grocery store you always go to, because I'm the same way. Like I like knowing where everything is. I have bits of control in me too Mm, about structure and having a plan. And I feel like I've heard this before from someone else who did a lot of traveling on the road that you have to have a plan every day, especially if you're traveling and going somewhere every day. Mm -hmm. And I think this person didn't have a bathroom or they may have a bathroom, but like, where am I going to poop today? Like, you don't think of those little things in the day that completely change once you don't have a home anymore. Um, And I think this is a good segue because you talked about traveling to see, um, you said Ben's family, right? Um, so it sounds like you guys are super in tune with yourselves. You have challenges, you reflect on them, you guys are growing. Uh, and I want to know like, what is your support system? Mm. Like when you face those challenges, like it sounds like your husband is amazing support system, but what else is in your life that is helping keeping you ground grounded or just, you know, uplifting you when you need those times? Like, what does that support system look like with you? It could be people, it could be a thing, it could be a place. Like, what does it look like for you? Yeah, so obviously, Ben and I, like, we really rely on each other a great deal. And we, uh, one of our vows to each other was just to always respect each other. And so if one of us is having a hard time, you know, we just, we feed off of each other. And we're very fortunate for that. Um, So he's definitely my (laughs) sounding board for all things, including Mm -hmm. business. And (laughs) seriously, I don't think I'd have a business. People are like, what role does Ben play in your business. I was like, me. He takes care of me so that I can show up for everybody else. So, so definitely, Ben, uh, I talk to my mom like every day. I'm one of the, you know, so I talk to her like every day. And again, they've had us leaving was obviously very hard for them. We took their grandchild away. How dare us, you know, but Mm -hmm. they're really, they've been able to travel and meet us all over and they've never really traveled a ton. So like they're starting to see like how amazing this is. And then I have a beautiful group of friends who I've just been friends with for a while who just um, are constantly like, you're amazing. I'm watching your video. Like they're just always like my, my cheer squad. So in terms of like people, those are like my people. For me, I really have to have my like habits, like my habits keep me sane. And I'm studying habits now because I'm a nerd and I love to research things <laughs> because that's what I realized really slipped through the craps, cracks. Like I couldn't support myself. Like I also need to be my biggest fan. Like I yes. also need to be supporting myself. And the things that I'm doing every single day are going to do that. And when we started living this new way, I felt like I was constantly starting over. And it takes a long time to start over and like get your, you know, grounding again. So for me, it's like the daily habits of a mindset routine, um, you know, taking care of my body, you know, going for walks. Nature is my sanctuary. I used to have a a garden here and I had like six garden beds and I'm like a big, like get my hands on the dirt girl. And, and so even while we're traveling, like 
we went and bought pots and like I can like go garden like and I put my pots in a basket and they go in the trailer you know and so there's those little things that really fill me up again so that I can like deliver and like be the best best version of myself so my habits are I'm not gonna stop talking about those this year I'm just gonna I think you just did an insta story about habits I did yes um (laughs) So I guess what are three habits that you're doing right now throughout your day that just make you show up better? Yeah. So one of mine is like planning. Now I've always been a planner. Um, I, I love to kind of know where things like what's happening in my day to day. I really like it. And so I'm taking like Sundays to really like look at my entire week and I tell Ben what's happening. So I'm always like, okay, this is my schedule tomorrow. Like, so he knows where I'm at and where I need support and we can find those pockets where like he needs to like do his stuff. Um, so my schedule is huge. And then I'm more than anything, I'm taking time to like reflect. So before I jump into my day, I'm like, okay, what's on the schedule today? What am I excited about? Where do I need to put my attention? And then I'm also reflecting at the end of the day, because I think a big thing for me this year is to like weed out the things that aren't serving me. Like I'm constantly stripping away the things to like simplify it, you know, simplify it all. And so we're like, okay, was this fun for me? Did I enjoy this? How can we be more efficient with this? And so I'm, I'm doing that daily, which has been really, really awesome. Um, I'm also made a pledge to myself to treat my body like an athlete. Oh, this is like my, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this is like my like goal. I've just, I've started to really surround myself with, uh, influencers who are like seven figure earners, you know, who have built these like beautiful businesses and brands and they're doing so much and they're managing teams and they really talk about this idea that like if you are not in peak performance mode everyone else suffers right like if i'm not showing up then i can't deliver content to my community Mm -hmm. and i'm not thinking that my community is just like waiting for me to like drop a new video but like i know that i provide value to their lives otherwise they wouldn't keep coming back yeah and so i need to be like in my my peak mode and and since my brother passed away i've been really aware of my health and it's been an evolution so this year i'm like really dedicated to my fitness and like um making sure that i'm making time to like make my heart healthy and like move my body and then fuel myself as if I was an athlete and get sleep. I'm becoming a crazy psycho. <laughs> like I got a Fitbit, which is like a big deal for me. I know you guys have all had Fitbits for like ever, but I just don't, I don't like stuff. I just, it's, it's so funny weird. how different you, you're, when you owned a house and hide all the things and now you're like, I don't want any more stuff. I'm like, I don't want, and even then, like I, I, and this is something I connect with my audience a lot. Like I don't really have like a designer bag and like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really affect me. It's not yeah. something that I like strive for. And I got a Fitbit for free. Yeah. Yeah. From my dad and it tracks <laughs> your sleep. And so every morning I'm like, I was uh, in light sleep for this long. And Ben's like, okay, yes, I go. But I'm like, if I don't get eight hours of sleep now, like that's a full habit. So, so really treating my body, uh, making sure it's in peak performance mode so that I can do the things that I feel like I was put on this earth to do and fulfill my purpose. So that's like a huge one for me. And that's a bunch of little habits probably, but no, no, I love it. Um, it's it's weird because I, before we started just like stripping away the excess and just the shit that wasn't making us happy, I was like a regimented um, hitter, like high mm-hmm. intensity. Mm-hmm. And I would do it like 30 minutes every other day. And I didn't realize like it was totally stressing out all my hormones yeah. because I, it was so rigid. I think the expectations of me, it was more based on aesthetics versus how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're so in tune with just like, 
you know, I feel like we think athletes have to look a certain way, but it's really just about a feeling. At least that's what I think. Totally. So as soon as I changed that about my day and just said, hey, I can move my body throughout the day. It doesn't have to be in like one chunk and mm-hmm. saying, this is when my workout is. And I know everyone thrives in a different way, but it sounds like you're doing it the way that makes sense to you. And just, I like how you said just walks, being in nature. Like to me, that's what makes my body feel amazing. Oh, just totally. walking outside is like the best workout. I think it's just so underrated. Um, it's good for your mind. It's so good true. for your mind to just like be in nature. Like mm-hmm. I think, and that's one of the beautiful things about traveling is we are constantly outside. Like we have been home for, and it's cold here, but still I'm like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I don't want, and my parents don't live in a really walkable neighborhood. Like this is where we used to live to like walk to a coffee yeah. shop. And I'm like, God, we got to get on the road again because I need walks. I <laughs> yeah. need to be outside. I need to go hiking. Like we will go hiking multiple times a week. Like we love the mountains. And, yeah. and so that's, that's a big piece. But I, I love that you said that too, because I think it's important to listen to your body. Like I used to really need yoga and uh, meditation and I would need to be in a class because I couldn't do it on my own. I needed someone to guide me through the process. Now I know how to do that on my own. Now I want someone to guide me through like bl- pumping, like getting my blood yeah. pumping. And that's probably going to change again. And and so like always paying attention and listening to yourself, I think is just so important just in all aspects of life. Your habits will change too. Yes. You know, like your habits, that's going to work for a while and then it might become second nature or just like so ingrained in you. And then it's like time to get a new habit. Like it's time to add something onto the mix. Like I always think if we're not, if we're not growing, like what what's the point? You're dying. You're like, dying. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? And I think you said that you reflect every day, like at the end of every day. I think that's a great practice just for knowing, is this habit making me even happy anymore? Or am I being caught in autopilot? And I think that's so, it's, it's so easy to get caught in doing something without thinking about it. I think that's the wonderful thing about habits is that once it is in your life, it becomes seamless and it's intertwined, but then sometimes we're afraid to shift and pivot to a different direction, even if we don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like we're afraid to change that because it's like, this is who I am. And sometimes we bring it into our identity. Like, no, I'm a yoga e or whatever yes. they're called. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. But really, you want to do CrossFit? Like, you feel CrossFit. Like, you want to do yoga? Do yoga. You just want to flow in your living room floor? Like, do it. But mm-hmm. um, I think reflecting every day that you said that you do is that's what kind of helps train your mind that I don't have to do this if it's not working for me anymore. And I think it's the evaluation that's so important. Like I'm reading Atomic Habits, me and everyone else in the world apparently is I've reading I've heard this. great things about the book. It's a great book. <laughs> uh, it's, it's rooted in science, so I'm a big fan of that. Yes. Um, and and he talks about this, like you, every single day, if you're improving by like 1%, just every single day. And I think the only way that we can improve by 1% is if we're taking like an evaluation of where we're at currently. What feels good, what doesn't feel good, our relationships, you know, the food that we're eating, how we're moving our body, the things that we're doing every single day. And again, it does not mean that you have to, you're going to like leave your relationship because it, it doesn't feel great that day. It's about like, why didn't it feel great? And how, how do I, is this something I can start doing differently? Do I need to have a conversation with my spouse? You know, like there's these little bitty things. It's not that everything, and I'm not, don't follow my advice because sometimes I'll burn it all down and start all over. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do what I do. I'm just kidding. Um, but People are always like, oh, you get to travel all the time. And it's like, well, you don't have to buy a trailer to do that. If you want to travel all the time, how do you do that? What works for you in your life? How do you make that happen? And I think the only way we figure that out is if we start questioning our day-to-day. Yeah, and that's, um, we talk about just the little things. So simplifying Mm -hmm. the little things and just taking action 
1% each day. Like what's going to uplevel you tomorrow to be better, healthier, more patient, more kind. And I, I feel you with the whole like reevaluating yourself when it comes to like spouses. I find that sometimes the feelings that I'm thinking, they have nothing to do with him at all. It's just me. Totally. Yeah. So it's just going back to like checking in with myself, which is like why self-care I feel like is so, so vital. So you're showing up for the people and not just being, you're being better and not bitter about it. Um, Absolutely. And we're talking about relationships, but I think even as like a mother, like if I'm not taking care, self-care is not selfish, especially as a mother. If you are not taking care of yourself, I mean, I can't show up for Cal in the best way. Like if, if, if my mindset is out of whack or if I'm in anxiety or I'm, I, if I'm angry, you know, I'm going through emotions <laughs> with him. This is how, now I'm talking like a four-year-old, then I can't show up and be playful with him and be present with him. And so, you know, that was something I really struggled with when I did this because so many people were like, oh, you're leaving your, you know, you're leaving your job to be home with your son. And I was like, no, I'm actually starting a business. Like I, you know, and like, I need to do that. I know for me, I need to work. Like I love the fact that I get to work and be a provider for my family. Like Ben and I, before we even had kids, he was like, I'll stay home. And I was like, and I'll go to a job every single day, you know, like, (laughs) and it doesn't look like that anymore. But when I get to work and like be in my creative space and be with my community, then when I'm not doing that, I am like such a better mother because Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'm just happy. And so I think like taking care of ourselves as humans affects everything that we touch. Yes. So true. Oh my God. All these juicy nuggets in this episode. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, I don't even know how long I've been on. I'm like out of it because I'm just so invested in your conversation. (laughs) This is an extra episode. (laughs) Part two. Um, So in this season of life right now, I know you guys, I'm not sure what's up. I've heard you're possibly going to be on the road again. So Mm -hmm. in this season of life, like what things are you valuing the most? where you are right now and relationship and it can be about motherhood, whatever work, um, like what's just bringing you an immense, like what are you just really valuing like that you could never replace in this moment in time? <laughs> yeah, I, we are getting ready to get on the road in like two weeks so we're heading back out again, uh, for, the, for this year. And so I'm just really trying to honor my support system right now. And like in this particular season, so like taking full advantage of my mom and my dad being in the same house and like my girlfriends being able to meet for happy hour and like go to breweries and do these different things because it's a really busy time in my business. And because we're home and we have reliable Wi-Fi, I'm like getting ready to launch something really exciting. And so I'm taking full advantage and just really honoring and feeling grateful for all the people who allow me to do the work that I'm doing and like be the best version of myself. And, and so that's like my, been my biggest thing this season. And then playing more, like one of my goals for 2019 was to play more and just have, you know, more fun. And so we really did structure my business and I'm fortunate because I'm not side hustling anymore. You know, this is it. like this is it. And so we get, we have a lot of the fundamentals in place that I get to now create more space in my life for like more hobbies and, and, uh, playing more with Cal and taking, you know, weeks off at a time. Like I get to do that now because of the work that I did in my previous seasons. So that's what I'm like really excited about now. And then looking forward to kind of into the next chapter as well. I think I was reflecting on this. I want to podcast about playing because I feel like as adults, we totally forget the advantages of just getting rowdy and being silly. And we think it's just a kid thing, but so much good shit comes from playing. Totally. And I feel grateful that 
I go to recess every day with my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly playing. But I think sometimes we think even if you work a nine to five job in an office that you can't play, like you can find nuggets and chunks of time of your day to make it happen. It's just being creative with it. And yeah, I, I play. I, me and my husband still like we probably play more when we have alcohol. But I, I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I made a planner this year. I know that's another topic for another podcast episode but I was like I'm gonna make my own planner because I I did see that yeah yeah, and and one of the things every day is I have to write down how I'm playing every single day so I have to dedicate so it could be just like watching a movie with my family or like cooking dinner is like a big thing for me with Cal in the kitchen and like teaching him or like doing a puzzle like all those different things because I am the type of person that has to consciously make a decision to do that it does not come natural to me uh I can work I can work all the time all the time, every single day, I'll just be like, yeah, because I, I, I'm in my zone and creative and that's just my personality. And so to to be the best version of myself and for my family, I have to say, okay, this is how I'm going to play today. This is how I'm going to, you know, uh, work on my mindset today. Like yeah. I have to write all those things down. And for a lot of people, you, you need to do that. And I think that's part of the habits is it for some of us, it just doesn't come natural. Now, my husband play is his first language. So like <laughs> he's playing all the time and he loves it. And you know, it's really inspiring to watch that. And I'm like, Oh, I should do more of that. <laughs> you guys are adorable. Oh, thanks. Seriously. And I, I just love how real and raw you are at saying like, I, I doesn't come natural to me. So I had to take actual effort uh-huh. and do something that makes sense to remind myself. Cause there's a lot of things that I'm not good at that Nick is. And it's like, I don't want to do that, but if I want to get better at it, like I'm going to have to write that shit down and plan it in my day. And we always were preaching about that with your calendar, like how you spend your days, how you spend your life. Yeah. And there is something to say about just making an appointment to do it. Like, I think we think of like how we think of doctor's appointments or getting your haircut. It's like, you have to schedule that shit or time's just going to go by. Totally. And then we're like, what, what happened in my life? Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, all right. So let's dive into, I know every day is different, but what is a typical day look like for you? And I know you talked about some of your, your habits that you're already doing, but I guess, yeah, what is you can you can talk about your idea typical ideal typical yeah, day. Yeah, that's probably the best. <laughs> People are always like, "What's your day look like?" And I'm like, uh, "It kind of depends," yeah. and it really does depend in my business whether it's like uh, uh, we're getting ready for a promotion or if you know we're not really promoting anything or things like that. So I would say typically I don't start work before 10 a.m. and that's like a commitment I have to myself because mm. I like to work out in the morning and meditate and have I make myself like a big breakfast like acai bowls are my jam and so like I make breakfast for us. Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I think acai bowls. <laughs> um, and so. I really like to have a slow morning and then from about 10, I would say from 10 to three is kind of my ideal like work day. And sometimes that'll be go into the night because I do coach my clients. Um, so that does vary. But from 10 to three, I like to work and I work, I go to work, mommy's at work. Cal knows like it's been in his he's he knows nothing different than me working from home mm-hmm. and so he knows that I'm on a call and even in the trailer we don't have doors so we have like a curtain and he knows don't go in the back mommy's on a call or she's recording a podcast because you know that's a boundary that I set at a really young age so mommy goes to work and then you know if it's a nice day sometimes I'll work outside if I'm doing more creative things I don't need to be like in my space which is beautiful about my job and then 
uh, we, you know, we always eat dinner together as a family and I love to cook. And so I'll, I'll, I make dinner probably every day of the week and I love to do that. And we eat dinner together and then we're big like movie TV show people. So we, we do that now because for the first, that season, <clears throat> when I was building my business, there was no Netflix that first year. Ben's like, you want to watch a show? I'm like, there's no time for that. So, <laughs> so now we, we like binge watch our, our shows and just chill. We're very comfortable just like being you know, together and just like even just sitting on the couch and reading books separately or, you know, doing our own thing. So we just like to to have that time to regroup. And then, you know, there are there are also days where I won't work an entire day and we'll go hiking or we'll just lay around and do nothing. And so weekends mean nothing to us anymore. Like I when we're traveling, we have no idea what day it is. No idea what day it is. And that's kind of cool. That's kind of like how vacation is. It's like, what day is it? Because I'm just having such, I'm just having a ball that I don't even know. I know. It's like Saturdays are just like, and I was like, wow, this must have been a goal of mine since I was like a kid. Like, you know, that like, you don't wait for like one day of the week to like do all of the stuff. Like we just get to kind of take days off wherever we want. and, And that's really cool that we've like built that and I feel like as a society we put so much power in days like Friday it brings everybody so much joy and then Mondays it's like everybody's hating life it's like why give so much like one day so much power over your life when you could totally change that totally and you probably know this about me because you felt I love Mondays Mondays are my jam yeah like Mondays (laughs) are like productivity day and so like I love me some Mondays (laughs) they're like my favorite we need someone to bring some energy back to Monday because I've been doing um Merry Monday motivations Uh and usually I'll get on Insta story really quick at work and I'll just be like one thing um because I feel like everybody needs a little uplifting on Mondays even myself yeah like I, I love the weekends and I, I still, I love my job and I love Mondays, but still it's a little rough, you know, totally. driving to work because you had such a ball on the weekends, but I love that you're, bring that energy back. Like, just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. just a little bit every single day. Exactly. Um, uh, okay. We're getting to the, some final questions now. So, I mean, you probably have a lot to say on this topic, but what are you currently working on that you're like really enthusiastic about? Yeah. So obviously excited about traveling. So from a personal standpoint, mapping out like what our year looks like, we um, are figuring out where we're going, which is really cool. And we're planning on going to Europe for a couple months in the fall. So that's like, I call, I've considered something like Ben and I are working on together. Like what does this ideal like situation looks like, look like. So that's really fun. Um, And then business wise, I am launching a a new membership site. So I'm just so excited about this. I have a community of um, close to 10,000 women now, which is amazing. And I've been able to work with them on at different levels of like private coaching, helping them brand through a course. And I have a large section of my community that just is looking for monthly support for me at a price point that is great for them, whether they're just starting their business or they're investing in other things. But would love to work with me on a very specific thing. So I'm, I'm launching uh, the Brand Mary Academy, which is an entire wow. uh, membership community on marketing, where we'll be talking about marketing that doesn't rely on social media. And wow. it's a it's a huge, I'm like so excited about it. Like, I think this is like one of the most exciting things that I've created in my business because I, in previous seasons, I had done a membership site before and I didn't like it and I honored myself and I closed it down. And I, a lot of those people still stayed with me, like in the community, like, oh, wait until something else comes yeah. up. It wasn't what I wanted. And so I spent a lot of last year 
like, what would this look like? My kind of ideal way of teaching and showing up for women. And so that's what we're really working on as a team. And Ben's part of the team and he works on that with me. And so we're in that hustle mode right now because it launches at the end of January. So, so exciting. Yeah. So that's really, really exciting. And then that's also going to free up a lot of my year to play and explore and do more things because, you know, I'm doing it in January. Why not get it done? Get it done I know. at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Your clients must love you. I feel like you just show up. Like, I feel happier just being around you at the oh, same thanks. time. This is why I wanted to meet you in person. I'm like, she seems so amazing. Like, I want to be friends with her, so I need to go out there and visit. Um, That is, ah, this is phenomenal. Thank you. I love everything about what you're doing. And I think I told you and um, earlier when you got here that I'm not even really trying to sell anything. Like, I am a health coach on the side, and yeah. I enjoy it. But I'm not even really trying to build it right now. But I want to enroll just because I like being around like-minded people and you just make me feel more connected to myself and you make me feel like I just get empowerment from you. Like I feel like you empower women to just know themselves and do what's right for them. And I just love the whole message that you bring with that. I feel like even if you're selling something or not, I feel like you're like the, I don't want to call you a life coach, but that's what I feel like you are just helping women just get done what they want to get done in the way that makes sense to them. And I'm really intrigued by this whole no social media. Yeah. Like what? The, you're, you're giving me like the eyebrow. Look like, yeah. Well, we put so much weight on social media and I think social True. media should be fun. And I think as a business owner, I mean, you guys are marketing your podcast. You know what I mean? Like you're marketing every single day, whether you know it or not, you're marketing on social media, you know? Yeah. And when you're building a business, there's a pressure of like having to show up and also putting a lot of weight on if I got enough likes, if people click through, if I got comments, like so-and-so's post got more than me yeah. and, and social media isn't fun anymore. And there's so many ways to build your business. I actually, and that's where the marketing component comes in with like having these other platforms, automation, things like that, you know, from a nerd out business side. So I get to show up on social media and have fun. So my clients will ask me like, Oh, how many days a week should I post on Instagram? How many days a week do you want to post on Instagram? Because I know when I went down to posting three times a week, I signed more clients and my, you know, I started getting more followers. And I used to post daily. Like, there's not a one size fits all for anyone in business or in life. And so you really have to listen to yourself and, and, and do what feels good to you. Otherwise, like, what is the point? Yes. So many analogies with business, I think, were reflect and relate to real life. Oh, absolutely. Nick and I always, we had a podcast about that, like treat your life like a business, like set a mission goal and have weekly meetings or conferences, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like there's so much power in just being consistent and communicating about where you want to go and getting it done and just having fun. Like, I feel like the process is where the joy comes. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're always waiting to get, well, when I get to point A, then I'll be happy or you know, once I get this, then it'll all work out. But it's like you're missing life if you're not enjoying like the day to day. Totally. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to bring it back on a real happy note right now. But like <laughs> you don't always get tomorrow. You don't yeah. always get that day. Like I think like we could have easily been like, oh, we'll just, when Cal's 10, we'll do something, you know, when Cal's 10, we'll go on our first trip. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in a year. And so remind yourself of that. Like, remove the idea that like, oh, when this happens, I will be. Or when this happens, I will do. Like, start doing those things today. You will be a happier person yes. if you do. And you'll feel more and aligned like with your life. Like, I have a goal to live to be over 100. This is a fun fact about me. I'm starting to openly share this with people. But... <laughs> 
It's weird. It's very weird. And not like a hundred, like where I can't like do anything, but like mm-hmm. thriving, yeah. <laughs> like a hundred and thriving. I love it. And I'm not going to, even though I have a goal, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll wait till I'm 70 to start traveling. I'm going to start doing that now. Like yes. I'm going to start, you know, doing all those things now because I just, you know, I never want to have a life where I'm like, oh, what if? Yep. What if that would have happened? I think so many, I'm like trying to de, I would say normalize the whole retirement thing. Like we don't have to wait until we're 60 or 70 to retire. What if we started trickling in retirement now and even fucking throwing out the word retirement, like just do what you want to do now. I, I just, there's so many things that are normalized in our society that I'm just trying to like change. And I think you're doing an awesome job of changing it. Like little small things every day to like make your life don't stop waiting to retirement mm-hmm. and like, oh, then I'll do that. Why is that our indication that we will be happy? Right. <laughs> like, why is it? And, and you know, this is also a, a, something Ben and I are so passionate about. It's so funny that you're talking about retirement because we have like a financial planner and and we were like, hey, reti- we don't retirement isn't a thing for us. <laughs> like Ben's not retiring from anything. He's not going to retire from being a dad. You know, I have no desire to stop doing the work that I'm doing. It might shift and turn into something else, but like I plan to like be doing these things because it doesn't feel like work to me. So like, what is retirement? We're technically retired now. If you want to like go by the definite, like been retired at 29, congratulations, (laughs) you know? Wow. There's so much weight on that. And it's again, it's that waiting. It's like, well, I'll just do this. And then at retirement, like I'll be able to, but you know, some people don't make it to retirement. And that's like, you really need to start it thinking about those things. And like, I have these conversations with my clients all the time and I'm like, I'm not always the happiest, but I'm going to put it in your face and be like, this is true because that <laughs> yeah. is one lesson that I've learned in my life. Like you just don't, you're not always promised tomorrow. So like, what do you want to do today? You have so many wheels in my head turning because we just had a conversation because we have a financial planner too. And uh-huh. my husband is so retirement, like he, we are trickling in travel and we're doing things, but I think we could be better at doing more things that make us happy throughout mm-hmm. the week. So, oh, he's going to listen to this and maybe have his mind shifted a little bit. Yeah, and I'll come on and do a whole thing on yes. retirement. <laughs> um, but that's so true. It's the story we've been told about mm-hmm. save, save, save. But I don't think, think saving's not important, but no. it's just if you have the mindset that you want to work for the rest of your life because it's something that truly speaks to you and it's your purpose and it's your meaning. It's like, why would you want to stop it? Yeah, totally. Um, oh, man, I could talk for hours with you. I know. Um, uh, you can break this up into parts. It's uh, we might have to. Um, we are getting to the quote of the day every episode because oh, yeah. I'm a huge quote fanatic, like obsessed. And I, I'm so quote obsessed that I even picked quotes that I, I found a quote on your um, website. Oh, okay. No, but I want to hear your quote. But this is how like I was reading it last night. I wanted to like be really prepared. And it said, the more you accept your story and choose to share it with the world, the stronger your brand business and impact will be. And that was just, just a juicy nugget of just accepting what you are, where you came from, and then just working through it. Yeah. Not being afraid to to share it. And I'm grateful that you're on here doing that. But let me get to you and stop talking. What is one quote that's really resonating with you in this season of life? Oh, I tried to think about this one a lot. (laughs) I did. I knew it was coming. I'm so bad at this. Um... I, I, I'm, last night Ben was like the, you have you ever seen the meme from Yoda where it's like, there's no try, just do like, that is like my life motto. There's like, no try, there's just no do. try, like no try, just do. It. And it's, it's supposed to be like Yoda, how he says things. Um, but I just think it's like, sometimes we're always like, well, I'll try this. It's like, no, just do it. 
<laughs> I love it. Your hands are like, just do it. What are we? What are we trying? Yeah. You're you, by trying. You are doing, but by saying that you're doing it, you're committing. Commit mm. to it. Go all in. Do it. If you fail, fantastic. What did you learn? Like I failed so many times in life, in business, and in my relationship, and as a mother, you know. But it's like, what did I learn from that? If you're constantly asking yourself, like, what did you learn from this? How are you going to grow? But like, you got to commit. And I think sometimes we're always like, well, I'll just try this a little bit. But you're not 100% in. That's so, isn't that crazy how much power the word try has? Oh, us? yeah. Instead of saying like, I'm going to try rock climbing. I'm going to do rock climbing tomorrow. Like already you sound fucking confident. Yes. Just saying. You're like, I'm going to nail it. Now I'm like, <laughs> forget the word try, just do. Like yeah. I'm going to start now. That's so powerful. The power of words, it just blows my mind. It's That's- amazing. I actually won't allow my clients to say beta. Like if they're launching something, I'm like, there's no beta launch. <laughs> What is that? That just means that you're going halfway in. You're launching. Go yeah. for it. You yeah. know, like we're going all in. Mm. And I think that that's a huge, huge part of life and business. Do, do. Uh, not do, do, but you know. You know. I love it. We have um, kids. <laughs> I know. All right. So this is bringing us to our take action challenge. Mm. I always like to leave um, listeners with just like one actionable tip or something simple that they can do just to be happier and more intentional with their days and their mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Pick three habits and do them every freaking day. Every freaking day. It could be drink more water. Mm. It can be, you know, listen to a podcast every single day so that you're learning something. Pick three things. Do them every single day. I've been calling them the big three. Okay. Which I stole from This Is Us because I'm a big fan of that have, show on NBC. I saw one episode and I have not ventured back oh, into it. We cry every single time. <laughs> I won't tell you that Ben cries, but he definitely cries. Um, and, and so, yeah, we... the big three like every single day if you focus on three habits you will become a better person every single day you'll be improving it can be that simple so that's my choose them and actually do them don't try them don't try them just do do them them. (laughs) so good all right so uh man i'm kind of sad this is coming to an end but i want everyone to know where they can find you and connect with you because your message is powerful your vibe is amazing and i just Everyone go follow her and just go on her website and just ingest and digest all of the wonderful things she has on there. So where can people find you? I'm sorry. I'm just rambling. Yeah. No, I'm I love so it. I'm so excited about all of it. Go for it. I love it. Um, That's what's so cool about doing these in person is like our energy and stuff. Yeah. Like this could legit be like four hour podcast, <laughs> I think. Uh, we might have the guys bring us some like wine or beer and then like really just go for it. So yeah. So uh, my my website is called brandmary.com, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com. And it is very focused for entrepreneurs. But if you are not an entrepreneur, my Instagram is definitely where you want to connect with me, um, Michelle Knight Co. And we have a new podcast and a new website and things coming out soon that aren't solely entrepreneur focused. So no matter kind of where you're at, if you are a woman, um, there's definitely something for you. So yeah, brianmary.com and Michelle Knight Co. on Instagram. This has been wonderful. I don't want it to end, but now that it is, thank you so much for coming on the show. And of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for flying here, P.S. Thanks for not thinking we're creepy for saying, we've never met, but I want to come to your state. People and did you. ask me if you were going to murder me. My mom was like, I want your itinerary. I need to know your flight, where you're staying, where you're going. And I was like, mom, I even gave her your website just in case. I'm like, she's legit. I swear. Like, it's cool. It's so funny the way I think. I don't see it that way. Like my perspective, mm-hmm. my pers- my perception and mindset has shifted. But it, I always think about it as I'm reaching out. I'm like, they probably think I'm strange. No, not at all. And I was I'm like, so glad let's go like, for it. Yeah. And I think too, I think that's the beauty of traveling. 
you know, like when you travel, you just, you learn to trust again. Yeah. And I think sometimes we just need to, to trust people. It worked out, guys. We're all still great over here. <laughs> we are. We're safe. We're safe. I swear to mom. Yes. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And it's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, folks, that'll do it. Another interview in the books. Yes, yes. And if you resonated with any of the amazing things that Michelle talked about, please hit us up on Instagram and just give us some feedback. Yes, we'd love to hear that for it from you all. And remember, if you like this episode, please share it with a friend or on social media because sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we are able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See you later, guys.